Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary, and my patron peeps, I'm singing to thee, my patron peeps, thanks for supporting the show. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever is keeping you awake, whether it's thoughts, uh, feelings, so things on your mind, physical feelings, uh, anything you're feeling emotionally or experiencing, uh, physical sensations, I think I said that, changes, uh, or just changes in, you know, or things you got to do, travel, time, temperature, Maybe you work a second or third shift, uh, or you work on a morning program, you got to get up really early. Uh, whatever it is, I'd like to take your mind off of that. I'd like to uh, keep you company. What I'm going to do and help you fall asleep, I guess, ideally, is uh, what, I, what I propose is that I have a nice safe place here set aside, plenty of room, room for you. And you could kind of see what the space feels like. You could just get comfortable where you are. How's that sound? Uh, that's a part of this safe place right there. And what I'll do is I'll send my voice. Then you don't have, I never thought of this, but you could have that place. And then I'll just send my voice across the deep, dark night to you. Uh, that's like a bit more efficient and maybe more comfortable. And I'll use lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, uh, it's creaky in a way, and dulcet means kind of sweet. So it's kind of creaky, kind of sweet. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm the sweet and sour of podcasts, but uh, you do, I do. You know, I would say, well, there's some citric acid probably in here, or some sort of you know squeeze of lemon and lime. Can't go wrong with that. As a matter of fact, uh, maybe you know, maybe some apple cider vinegar. Who knows? Uh, that would be the creaky, uh, the creaky side of stuff, uh, and the creaky side of stuff, uh, that's a future book I'll never write, but I'll, you know, think of the title on the creaky side. Maybe that was my, one of my self-released published albums I forgot about, uh, scoots on the creaky, you know, I did, I did, I thought about doing that, uh, I said, wouldn't it have been nice if I could have teamed up with Thelonious Monk and, uh. Coltrane, and they said, we did, yeah, we did that in another another lifetime, uh, on the creaky side, we called it, but actually I didn't do anything, I, play, I played the imaginary, uh, you know, I sat there and bobbed my knee and my head, more my ankle, I had my legs crossed, uh, and my hands held, and I leaned forward as they jammed out, uh, what was I talking about, though? Oh, send my voice. So I'm here for you. And here's the thing. If you're new, I'm glad you're here. And let me give you a little bit of information. If you're skeptical or you're feeling a little bit of like, what is this? Or what is this person talking about? You know, maybe you're tired and you're feeling a little bit uh, like like frowny. Or, you know, your eyes are narrowed. You know, my brow's furrowed all almost all the time. So I can totally relate if you have a furrowed brow. And I'll say this podcast is here to help you if it helps. Uh, so give it a give it a try and see how it goes. Um, what do I? What else do you need to know? It's not for everybody, but you know a lot of people listen, and the majority of them say, "Well, it just took me two or three tries," and then I kind of realized that Scoots is not to be taken seriously, and he's serious about that. Uh, he's kind of goofing around. Uh, yeah, he like he's on the creaky side of uh, dulcet. Uh, yeah, I like the way that sounds. I like it how on the creaky side sounds and on the creaky side. How do you like your eggs, Scoots? Ooh, on the creaky side of dulcet, please. Oh, you, we, no, no, that's not an egg order, Scoots. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll take my eggs on the creaky side of dulcet. That's a short, that's a short order, I guess. Yeah, we don't make eggs on the creaky side of dulcet here because we don't even... Oh, so uh, over uh, over medium, that's on the creaky side of dulcet, uh, right today it is. 
Thank you. Thanks. Thanks anyway. And, and, and my coffee. Thank you. Okay, so also if you're new, a couple of things. You don't need to you kind of barely listen to this podcast, especially if you're new. Let it drift in one ear and out the other or kind of keep it with a soft uh, focus or a little bit out of focus because uh, it's it's a bit different. And so it's a podcast you don't really need to listen to it. Once you get going, you could kind of pretend you're listening and be like, uh-huh, okay, I'm following along, um, okay. And just see how it goes. So you don't need to listen. There's also no pressure to fall asleep. I'm going to be here for about an hour, and I'll be here to the very end. So you fall asleep at your leisure. If you can't sleep or you're waking up or whatever and listening, I'm here to help. I'll, I'll be here till the very end to keep you company and to take your mind off stuff as you drift off. Uh, now, structurally, what you expect, a show starts off with a few minutes of business and the great thing about that is that's how we're able to bring the podcast to you free for twice a week instead of it being behind a paywall or because of the engaged listeners that uh, support the sponsors or support the show. So that's why I say, okay, just listen for free on my podcast. Yeah, that's cool. So that's that's uh, the beginning. Then there's an intro. And for a new listener, this is where stuff can get a little bit, it's just off of the creaky, you know, it's on the creaky side. So I have an intro. A lot of intros are short and to the point, but what, the, what would be the point of that in a sleep podcast, right? I'm laughing because it's true. So our intros are about 14 minutes of me just kind of explaining what the podcast is and uh, getting you ready for bed, proverber, proverbial, that word, I can't say it, but uh, metaphorically, I guess, so... You say, what do you mean? You explain the podcast for 14? Well, it's kind of more like friendly banter. Like you call a friend and then you kind of put them on speaker and then you are doing something else. Maybe you're doing your nails. You know, maybe you're like uh, saying, okay, let me reorganize these pillows over here before I get in bed. And they're telling you about your day or their day. And you're like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. That's kind of what the intro is for a regular listener. And for the new listener, it's kind of like, I want you to know this podcast is a bit goofy and different, uh, but to kind of give you a sense of sensibility of the show. And I guess it can be like, especially if you're new, you say, wait a second. So you're going to just kind of, when's the bedtime story start? Now the bedtime story starts about 18 or 20 minutes into the show. And you might say, well, I still don't get it. Or what is the whole purpose intro? Well, I've learned over the years, uh, that uh, the podcast can be part of your bedtime routine if you so choose. There are people that situationally use it or people that just skip to write to the story. But for a lot of people, I'm here to ease you into bedtime. So whether you start the podcast as you're getting ready for bed, a little bit before bed while you're doing some sort of crafting or some other chill activity, you know, doodling, uh, you know, you know, maybe just, I don't know, whatever you do to kind of unwind, the podcast could be a part of that. Or you could be in bed already, and I'm helping you wind down and ease you into bedtime. And that also kind of, like, translates to, like, the listeners that do daytime usage uh, or evening usage, like taking a bath or, yeah, crafting, co- coders, a lot of coders listen yeah, during the day. Or people usually say, well, this day's stressed out. Let me listen to Scoots Ramble. But so the intro is just like a way, it's, a, it's a, I don't know what, it's just like an easy thing that you kind of, I just putter around for a little while. Uh, then after the intro and before the story is uh, some more business. That's just kind of how podcasting, advertising structured and again, that allows us to bring you the podcast for free twice a week. So it's pretty cool exchange. And then there's a story. Tonight will be our episodically modular series, uh, The Adventures of Dr. Triangle and Isosceles, which is a series, but you can listen to it in any order. And every single episode will be like the first episode, but believe me. Uh, you, you, I'll, I'll give you all the information you need if it's the first time you're listening. So, And that's how I do it with all our series. And then there's some thank yous at the end of the show. So it's a structure show. It's, yeah, it's a podcast you don't really need to pay attention to or listen to, but you can. 
And if you're, you're using a podcast app, uh, that's why the cool thing about podcasts is you can make an all-night playlist or you could set a sleep timer to end after 50 minutes or 45 minutes or 60 minutes. If you use a smart speaker, you know, you can let it play all night or you could say, you know, you could set a sleep timer for 90 minutes or two hours, six hours. And because podcast is free, you could kind of see how it goes. Like most of our regular listeners, uh, they say, okay, I give it a few tries and then it started really working for me. And now Scoots is my boar bud, my boar bay, my boar bestie, my boar bra, uh, you know, my, my boar sib. And that is a true honor for me because I say this a lot uh, and I mean it. You do deserve a good night's sleep. And I know how it feels there in the deep, dark night. And I make this show because I want to help. And I want you to get the rest you need and you deserve. And ideally, tomorrow goes a little bit smoother for you. And maybe, you know, for some listeners, they use the podcast situationally or they grow out of it. And then for some people, it just is part of your routine. So I want you to be able to find out what works for you. Uh, so you can get that rest and wind down. And then, you know, tomorrow, yeah, you're a little bit more present. And maybe it becomes a building thing where you could be out there flourishing. And, uh, you know, I, I think uh, what the world needs now is you and, and your input uh, and just your presence. And so if you're rested, you're going to be in a better position to do that. And it'll just be nicer for you, I think. So that's why, why I make a show. And what's important to me uh, about it and what's important. You say, well, well, yeah, I've been there. So I know how it feels. And I'd like to make it less of a rigmarole and, and less of a, a chore bedtime or whatever you say. Like that's something you could. The reason the show's a little bit goofy and different too is so you have something to kind of look forward to. Like right now I'm reading a book and I'm really enjoying it. Um, and for me, that's part of my bedtime routine. And I say, well... Even a couple hours before, in the past, I'd be like, oh, boy, got to go to bed in a few hours. Uh, not looking forward to that, so let me delay it or whatever. And for me, having that nice book there, I say, okay, I can't wait to get in bed and read that or to start the next book. I say, well, I hope that book's going to be good, too, but I can't wait to start it because right now I'm like, I don't know when I'm going to be finished with this book, but I'm like, because I'm reading it and I, the Kindle is like a, I'm like, is there only two, 10 pages left or is there 50 pages left? Because they have it like set on dyslexia settings. So it's, it's like a, the equivalent of like a quarter of a page of even a mass market paperback. But anyway, a little TMI, but just like that's what my bedtime routine is. And if the podcast could be part of that for you, it would be my honor in all seriousness. Uh, I would love to help. Uh, and I really appreciate you coming by and checking this show out. And I, I work really hard at the show because I yearn and I strive to help you fall asleep. Uh, so once one more time, thank you for coming by. Whether it's your first time or your seven, eight hundredth time. Uh, and here's a couple of ways we're able to bring in this podcast for free. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of our serial. Uh, is it serial? Oh, no. Episodically modular series. Uh with a, like uh, that, you could listen to in any order and still get the serial serial seriality of it if you need to. Uh, but I'm not kidding; you could listen to this in any order because uh, maybe I'll even take out episode numbers. I don't think so because some people are completists. So I make you know I try to strike a balance. So, so whether you're a completist or a one timer or a first timer, welcome to the adventures of Doctor Triangle and Isosceles. Uh, it's a tale, and I'll give you all the details you need to know. It's two traveling performers, uh, Dr. Triangle and Isosceles, who uh, are, live in a world not like ours. It once may, may have been like ours, but then if you've seen any blockbuster movies, you know that, that, that or if you've read any mythology, you know the idea of gods and demigods or superheroes and super, v, you know, V-I-L-L's, I-A-N-S's, or nemesi, you know, so, so sometimes that's kind of like, that's in the movies, right? Uh, in this world, it was just like ours, and then... 
a nemesis came who was anti-math, uh, and this or goddess or demigod or whatever, and is slowly uh, it, like uh, taking math away from our world. Still not totally removed it from our world or the world, but really taking a lot of math kind of sets us back to like uh, the Middle Ages uh, or the Dark Ages or something. Uh, and even then it's like, okay, well, we still need some math principles to operate, uh, but this goddess is pursuing, eliminating all math, uh, math principles, memories, ability to use them from existence, you know, which is, you know, even for a goddess or a demigoddess or a nemesis or whatever, not easy because, you know, say, well, it's pretty interwoven, uh, and you might say, well, can you have, uh, I say, well, it's a good question. Without the underlying principles of mathematics, we're finding out. That's why it's an adventure. Uh, so that's one side. It's a world where no one, uh, where math is uh, a forgotten thing and uh, not always accessible to everybody. Or some people say, like, uh, that's actually what Dr. Triangle and Isosceles' career was up until this point. You know, they were they were parroting the world that once was, where people used math on a daily basis and had, oh boy, such a healthy and respect and love of math uh, and the foundational principles of math. But now we live in a post-math world. I mean, again, when I say post-math, I don't mean 100% yet. You know, just like there's uh, one side of the scales, there's the other side, and that's the goddess Shashat, uh, I believe, or... Someone like with her power, a goddess or a demigoddess, or a heroine, uh, like uh, with super a super powered heroine, of, of course. You'd say anything like Captain Marvel. I'd say possibly, possibly, but with more math related powers, actually. But no, because she, she prefers to have uh, human proxies operating for her. And she, she and her, her followers tasked uh, Dr. Triangle and Isosceles with traveling what once was, as far as I could tell, the Midwest of the United States thus far, or the middle part of the United States, just to give you a little geography in a generalized way thus far, or whatever the, would you ever consider, whatever you consider where you are. You say, well, it's kind of like this region, these regions. Uh, you got some mountains over here. Some uh, valleys there, some uh, flatlands. Okay, where was I? So, Dr. Triangle and Isosceles, two heroes, tasked, or two people discovering what heroism is, are now traveling the the Earth uh, in search of areas in need of math. uh, And they, they have the ability, supernatural ability, and the math-based ability, kind of two, two things hand-in-hand hand, to restore the mash, math, not the mash principles, uh, but the math principles taken away from that area. And uh, you'd say, well, this really sounds like something I could fall asleep to. i say, yeah, it's like a, you say, take math and then sandwich that with uh, the bread of convolution you know, slather on some barely understanding math to begin with, uh, put in some exposition, some backstory, monologues, performances, because they're performers. You got, we got all of that in here. Uh, but what you really need to know is the main characters are Dr. Triangle, Isosceles, and Ada, uh, the, their mule, or, uh, yeah, their, uh, their mule, sentient mule to us, the narrator. And I think that's it. So, uh, yeah, they travel from town to town or city. Well, these are like city-states and holdfasts and stuff uh, and try to restore math. I think that's pretty much it. You see, do, is it what timeline is this on? I say, well, the timeline where people said, yeah, let's try to forget about math for a while and see how, how it goes. Uh, so that's it. Uh, so I guess it's the, this is the Adventures of Dr. Triangle and Isosceles who also have uh, – a doctor of suave, uh, of a performance of uh, handsomeness and kindness, and just a calming presence uh, in a celebrity, uh, Mr. Antonio Banderas, uh, who sets it up as the ladies and gentlemen, the boys, the girls, the friends beyond the binary.
is time uh, for another episode of Dr. Triangle and Isosceles, uh, where one plus one equals two and so much more. Yeah. Oh, holy cow. We didn't even, I didn't even, wow, you're a writer too. I didn't even realize. I'm humbled by your uh, gratitude, my friend. Yeah, thank you. I didn't say thank you, but I, you know, you could tell it in my tone. Uh, yeah, so why don't you lie in bed and listen to the podcast? That's our new thing. Uh, people really love you on Reddit. Did I mention that? Uh, thank you, my friend. Thank you, everyone on Reddit. Yeah, and uh, so just lie down, kick back, make you know, of course, take your shoes off and uh, on, on top of the comforter, and we'll play a little. Um, we know we got that new game, thanks to our friend uh, Julie over at uh, Radiotopia. So we'll be playing Color Q, which is, uh, is that how you say it? It's Color Q, K-U, my friend, my friend. Oh, yeah, so it's like Sudoku, but with colors, which is easier for me as a dyslexic to play. And it's a, it's a community game, my friend, collaborative. Uh, it's, it brings so much more than competing with you. I get to work with you. Yeah, twice in one day. You get to work with me. You have a new tagline for the podcast, the episodes. And you get to sleep to the podcast. Uh, then we get to play Color Coup. Then you can have one glass of water. And then you get to drive all the way back to L.A. Uh, yes, it's, I'm living a dream, truly. All right, that's Antonio Banderas. This is uh, Adventures of Dark Triangle and Isosceles. Uh, hi, everyone. This is Ada. I'm the I'm narrator of this podcast, and I know that, uh, you know, my wisdom and foresight, that uh, kind of the, the spirit of the podcast has already been set up. So I wanted to set up this, uh, where we're headed and what's going on. Though the characters, uh, my partners, uh, character actors, I guess, uh, will be talking about it quite a bit. Uh, but we, once again, we're tasked... Uh, with heading to a region and restoring, uh, this one even I'm a little confused on, uh, or you know, the, 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 you know, I don't want to lead you, to give you too much info, because it's a bit boggling. But as uh, the what once was the United States uh, has come to grips with some math principles being totally gone, and other regions just not having access to math principles, and then other regions having math principles degrading into nothingness. Uh, one thing about you human beings is you're very adaptable, and they talk about resilience a lot of times, and you do possess it. Uh, and so humans have kind of adjusted in some places, and one of the uh, main mechanisms of uh, is a, like a metal and tools, and now... You know, there's you could recycle metals, and there may be you know we'll, we'll get more information. Uh, but you know, the, the, it, I guess what I'm saying is that you, once again we return to a time when uh, you could be a, a blacksmith. Uh, but in, actually, because there's still inner city like commerce, uh, you could have a town based on a smithy town. Or this is a foundry town or, or Bellows Bellowsville. Sorry. Foundry Town, so that's a... Uh, okay, I'm just looking at my map. I'm sorry about that. Uh, we're headed into Bellowsville, which w for a long time was the main supplier. It was a town of uh, blacksmith, uh, blacksmith business town, where you say, okay, we do the... Uh, we, I, you know, I don't know everything. I'm just a, you know, just a mule. So let me turn things over to Dr. Triangle and ISS, because they're talking about the same thing, because we've gotten basic information. I mean, tools are a critical part of uh, any civilization. You know, for, for so the shortage of tools is tough um, because they obviously this, this they're going to be planting and harvesting. Uh, but even more so than that, this is a winter a region that is a large region uh, area is uh, deals with the winter. And uh, tools uh, are an important part of the, the winter in preparing for that to stay warm, right? Uh, uh, tools and heat are, are – you, you understand all that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, I understand that you need tools. I mean, I guess I didn't quite realize the connection, but it makes sense. Tools 
food and uh, warmth uh, and comfort building even uh, repairing right and uh, when uh, when mass first when when everything first happened and you know there was the, uh, there was the, uh, the, the the more federated states that are still back east yeah, or whatever they're calling and they uh, it, they kind of made a peaceful bargain. They said they, you know, they kind of uh, took control of all of the tools uh, in a lot of the other things. They, you know, they they said, okay, well, let's uh, not argue about this. Uh, we're going to take all the tools and a lot of the other stuff uh, back to the Federated States. If you want to come, you're welcome to join what we're doing. Uh, but they're very, I mean, there's no math over there. They don't, they, you know, they're uh, math, uh, H-O-S-T-I-L-E. But so they have all the tools. I know I've thought about this a lot. I mean, you must think about it with your planning. Like, uh, and you, because you, you have your facilities right in, you're planning on living there. And uh, now maybe part, you no know, part, but maybe living there with other people, right? Well, I haven't decided that, but what are, what are you getting at? Well, I was just thinking, you know, ongoing maintenance of uh, of a place like that. Uh, you'd probably have to do some repairs, electrical work, uh, that kind of stuff. You must have a great set of tools there. You know, I, I thought about food, uh, drinks, you know, because that's my plan is to just kick back. Uh, I mean, I have a little bit of, like, I, you know, digital media. Uh, I, I got a lot of digital media. And, you know, I picked a region that had all that stuff. I, I could still make it work. What about analog? No, I have analog backups. Yeah. Um, board games, uh, books. But, uh, if, well, that's interesting. I said, well, I thought these places were supposed to last for 100 years. Right, but they're built by humans, right? Uh, so what if you, uh, or what if you say, well... Well, I have, uten- I have some utensils. Those are tools. Well, you should probably, if we get things going back here, you should think about getting some tools because, I mean, I'm dedicated to making sure these tools go out to all the people, uh, particularly a few city-states uh, that I'd like to prioritize getting the tools to first. So you're going to play favorite. No, 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 not favorite. I just say, well, those are the places that need the most, you know, based on winterization. I mean, you're playing favorite. You're going to make sure you get your tools uh, or tools to trade, I'm sure. Yeah, so so let's see. Let's just try to review then. So, the, okay, so this town, I'm still having trouble understanding everything about it. Well, it's called Bellowsville. And it's where they, uh, I, I don't know, I, I don't know the terms, but basically that's where they cast the tools. Uh, they get the raw materials, whether it's recycled metals or, or I believe would be the other one. And they can melt it down there and cast in the tools. And this is one of the few regions, uh, because they designed these, it's called Bellowsville because they have these giant, they have some giant way to drive the bellows. Yeah, like giant, like not even giant, humongous leather air, like, uh, I don't even know, I can't quite contemplate it. Well, yeah, I picked up this children's book about it. It was, uh, it has like, uh, but it's, I, I can't, it's also tough for me to understand. But yeah, so they originally were making all the metals. Or casting all the metals, primarily, you know, things for cutting, things for digging, and things for mining, uh, because those were the top priorities. And then things for building. Uh, and just like a lot of these other places, suddenly, you know, after the, after everything happened, people adapted, and this was working for a time. And then it started to trickle off uh, where... Now they're not, uh, there's just a huge tool shortage, I guess. Yeah, because we also have to deal with the Federated States coming in and taking the tools, so they kind of kind of have to be making tools. Uh, right, it's just not a, a thing. So, so what's the children's book you have? Tell me about that.
Okay, well, we're a little bit older, so you might remember this, uh, or maybe you don't. It might have been when we were, you, uh, well, uh, but uh, once upon a time, so this book is, uh, it's interesting, because it's, a, it's, a, it's fictional, I believe, but it's based on the legends of this town. And the founder, the the the, the great uh, the the great bellow, that's who they call the the great bellow. Okay, you're losing me already. Okay, so the great bellow was uh, inventor. Okay, so remember there was a game, and they had two forms of it. I actually had it on a keychain for a while. Uh, but there was also a handheld version. It was called. I think the game was called Bop It. And believe me, I did use it. I, I used to play it with a cl- like a, a partner of mine for clothing. I'd say, okay, well, uh, I'm sorry, what? Well, if you lose, if, if you lost, uh, if you couldn't, it was a bit like, remember those memory-type games like Simon? Yes, I do. Okay, so this one, instead of uh, colors or uh, you'd touch colors, you say red, red, green, blue, red. This one had... A thing you bopped, a button you pressed, which also made a sound. A thing you twisted, a thing you twanged, and sometimes other things like a pluck or a pull. Okay, so it was like a contraption. Yeah, but it was a game. So it would tell you, it'd say, bop it, twist it, pluck it, twang it, pull it. And you would have to do that, and we'd get faster and faster. And in your version, if you didn't do that, uh, you, well, I would, like, take a sock off, you know what I'm saying? And then if they didn't get it, they would take a shoe off, uh, and so it goes. Oh, you're an interesting, interesting person. Uh, but anyway, that's what this book is. No, this book isn't about that. It's about the game and how it was this great, like, uh, influence uh, for Bello, the great Bello. Okay, I don't understand. Okay, supposedly, so this, where this town is, uh, it also happened to be, it was a matter of circumstance or just worked out, or it could be one of these goddesses or gods operating outside of the two that we know about or combined with them, which is what this book hints at, because it is, it has an undercurrent of a belief system. Okay, okay, so explain it to me. Okay, so the Great Bellow it developed, developed these great belt, these great giant uh, uh, bags that could contain air, based on other, uh, because there was a great tool shortage, and this was already a big. Uh, this was this valley was big on steel. Okay, I got you. Uh, so they already had a lot of the stuff, but they didn't have any way. You know, there was no way to drive. The bellows, you know, other than like whatever it's called, you know, where you pump your foot and it makes it like what you see in the movie, used to see in the movies. Okay. So this, the great bellow invented these giant bags, uh, huge, humongous. They got bigger and bigger over time, is my understanding. Uh, and the reason, so the great bellow had started small and then they kept building these uh, and they were able to supply more and more tools till they became the tool capital, but it would also uh, cause to, the, the greater the size of these things, uh, which led to them. It's tough. It's a chicken or egg situation. Uh, what does that have to do with Bop It? Uh, and I still can't. I'm still picturing you uh, taking your socks off. Well, hardy, har, har. But so, okay, there was also, because of different other principles, there was a. Uh, uh, because they were in a valley, there was this, uh, like, uh, slides, uh, coming into the town. The town was, uh, and the, the, the great bellow was able to protect the valley from anything, any rocks or anything sliding, uh, by building these bellows and uh, up, uh, up on the, the, the heights outside the town. So then the town was protected it also protected from occasional, like, the rivers coming by or getting too full. Okay, so something about these giant bags, uh, or what do you call it? Yeah, just giant bags. I don't know how else to describe it because I haven't seen it. And in the book, it's, uh, they look humongous. 
But what does the boppet have to do with that? Okay, well, it, uh, it, it like, uh, keeping the bellows uh, full, I don't know, it's something about the boppet. There's a couple pages missing. And then it was, then the, after it says, and then by being inspired by the boppet, the bellows would remain full to overflowing at all times. Okay, well, here we go. This is uh, the town square here. Okay, hey, everybody. Oh, hey, kids. Uh, yeah, we're getting ready to do our show tonight. Yeah, we're, did you get the flyers uh, we sent in advance? Uh, yeah, so we're going to be doing the show. And we'd love a tour of your town um, at some point, too. That'd be great. Oh, right now? Okay, like, let's go. Uh, oh, hello, hello, everybody. Yeah, so we're the performers. Yeah, we're here. We're reading this. We had this, we were getting prepared. You know, we wanted to do a show. And uh, we but we heard about these bellows. Uh, and, uh, oh, where's everybody going? There's bells ringing on every rooftop in town. Oh, the children are taking us by our hands. Uh Okay, so we have to go to these mechanisms. It, uh, they're go- everyone's going to a okay. Everyone's going inside a building that the bells are ringing in. Okay, kids, where are you bringing us? Oh, you're in charge. Each one of you kids is in charge of us. Okay, so we got to go into your house. Your house is here. Oh, you two are uh, okay. So we all wait in line. Okay, this contraption's attached to a pipe. Uh, and is that your parents? Okay, and they're twisting. Oh, it's like a, it's kind of like a mechanical version of the boppet thing. Oh, but a lot of it's pumping. Isosceles, are you seeing this? Uh, yeah, why are they doing it? Like, uh, it just can't, do, every house has a bell ringing on it. And they have to, almost every action of the mechanical boppet is uh, pumping air into those tubes, uh, which go out of the roof. They somehow are related to the bell. Okay, it looks like they're almost done. Oh, and, every, and then it sprayed them in the face, and they have like an ecstatic look on their face. Okay, are we supposed to do that? Oh, no, we don't. We, don't, we, we can. Okay, okay. So, oh, you... you, you uh, Okay, crank that. Okay, then bop. Uh, okay, then push, pump. Oh, it's like a pump instead of a bop it. It's a push it, a pump it. Okay, twist it. You twist it. Okay, got that. Uh, okay. I don't understand what the bell, the bell stopped ringing. They still hear a few ringing. Oh, the, the bell stops ringing when you've done it. Uh, now, how often... Do you have to do this? Uh, do this, uh, crank it. We'll call it crank it. No, no, I don't know if we should call it. Well, how often do you do this? Uh, you don't know. What do you, it's different every day. Okay. And when it's, now how come you kids don't do it? Oh, when you're an adult, every adult has to do it. Uh, and it looked like it felt pretty good when it sprayed you in the face. Oh, even kids dream. Oh, so you can practice. You kids have your place where you practice. Huh, there's a bell still ringing out there. So what happens if you don't do it? Everybody's face just turned blank because there's one bell, and now I hear the sounds of, uh, is that a rumbling of a large group of unhappy people? Oh, and yeah, I'm hearing them. Oh, that must be your neighbor. It seems like they're telling your neighbor... Why isn't the bell, why is the bell still ringing? Oh, it looks like your neighbors were in the middle of something similar to what Dr. Triangle does with his own boppet uh, after, I guess, uh, the, the, huh. Okay, so if your bell's ringing on your house, you get in a lot, of, oh boy, that sounds like more than a lot of trouble those people just got in. Oh, they were new. They were new to your town. Somewhat new. They didn't believe that. Uh, oh, okay. So, so whenever the bell rings, so for every adult. So if we stay, we're just going to sleep in the town square in our wagon. Oh, so we're just guests. Uh, uh, so we don't have to worry about it. Oh, if we stay for a longer period, we would get assigned something. We okay. 
Okay, we're going to go get ready for our show. And I'm going to try to explain things to Isosceles because, uh, yeah, thank you. Okay, what in the heck's going on? Okay, so here's what I, oh, we didn't even get a tour of the bellows. Uh, let's just walk out to the edge of town. You could see them up there. See all the, how all of these, uh, these pipes and tubes, uh, like lead up there. Uh, oh, wow, the hill, this uh, cliffs outside of town. Yeah. Yeah, they're massive. There's so many of them. And they have air pressure. They're all filled by air pressure, which is fed by people's cranking and bopping. Uh, oh, and they have, like, they're building more of these over there. It looks like a lot of the townspeople are working. That's why it's mostly just kids around town right now. Okay, we maybe we should use a play to figure this out. Uh, well, what do you think's happening? Well, I don't know. I mean, I think they have a great system. They have inflatable uh, a way to keep these inflated, which keeps the air pressure, and that would drive the bellows, right? So no wonder they could. This is a lot of air pressure. Uh, they they can now use on demand, depending on how much the pressure's building up. It seems like why would you expand it though, if they were already at capacity and working? And then I guess I'm a little confused with the spraying in people's faces. That seems like it just adds a tactile pleasure on the end. Okay, but then what is the bells on the top of the houses ringing for? Uh, it's a requirement. So uh, when when there must be low pressure or something, the bells start ringing, which must happen whenever there's low pressure. So it could happen multiple times a day or it might not happen at all. But it seems like at your home, I don't know if you're away from home, what the rule would be, but if you're at your home or near your home, yeah, your the bell on top of your home will start ringing, and it won't stop ringing until you each adult uh, must have their own uh, mechanical bop it. And if they don't do it, then the, the bell will keep ringing. If they do, something about the air pressure or lack of air pressure in the cranking Stops a bell from ringing. So what were the people next door doing? As they were enjoying each other's company, uh, saying, you know, post bot, in a bot, they were enjoying one another's company, and they chose to continue that versus, um, doing the, the like they probably were like, oh, we'll just do it later. Oh, they were in the middle of that, uh, middle of just hanging out. Okay, and then. So, oh, they chose, and then they got in trouble. It sounds like it was, uh, it, it, it sounds like, uh, okay, what does any of this have to do with math or tools? I don't know about the math. That's where I'm a little bit mixed up. Maybe we're just, maybe we're in a more of a helping role here and not a math role. And we could do that through the show. It just seems like here's what, it, here's what I'm, my gut's telling me. Okay, hit me. So they have a system uh, to feed the bellows that works great, uh, but maybe they're a little carried away or something. I'm not sure. And everyone's required to do it. Somehow it got folded into their belief system, so it's kind of an all-or-nothing thing now. You always have to be—it's tough to be efficient if you're more focused on keeping the bellows primed or at full pressure than actually doing, like, making tools. And why do you think that is? I think because it serves a protective purpose, and maybe that's woven into their belief system. Maybe that was what the pages in that children's book are missing. Wow, you're pretty good at this. Well, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, I, mean I'm, I'm, I play a role as a Dr. Triangle. So... I think we just have to steer them in the right direction. Uh, like maybe just plant the seeds. I mean, I guess maybe, I don't know how long we'll have to do this for because I really do need those tools and the, the, the rest of the area needs the tools before winter. So I think we need to do, well, what do we do with children's play? Have the children figure it out, make it obvious to the children, and then the adults will be like, oh, the children figured it out. They're always so much wiser than us. 
okay, it sounds like you should take the lead on that. Okay, I think I remember that. Uh, remember that sleep podcast had that character, it was, it was Cinderella's stepmother, Agatha. I think I'll have her. Oh, I got it. Okay, let's get ready for the show. Okay, ladies, every, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends beyond the binary, you know, all, especially the children of the De Bellowsville. Uh, we now present. Uh, uh, we have a special guest. Uh, uh, that I'll be right back because Dr. Triangle was uh, wanted to do some thinking. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Agatha, and I was, I don't know if any of you heard of Cinderella. I heard you have a very, uh, uh, the Great Bellow is who, oh, you're all cheering for the Great Bellow. Yes, I'm Agatha. I'm just a stepmother. Say, you know, I've saved other towns, but I'm just your guest here in town. I've been learning about uh, uh, these wonderful inventions that Great Bellow helped you all design. You should be very proud of them. You are, yeah. And I know that a lot of people have been coming to your town and saying, where are the tools? Uh, and, you know, Agatha has people on her case all the time, children, and uh, so I wanted to help you, help your adults uh, uh, figure that out, uh, because uh, you, you're kind of making frowny faces at me. But you are known uh, not just for your great bellows, but for your, what you use them for, the tools um, uh, that you supply everywhere. And the, the great, uh, there's a great scrapyard of metal outside of town and an ore yard that are waiting to be used. Uh, what if, uh, we, why, now why, like, I would ask, if I was asking my children who are so wise, uh, what uh, questions, uh, do you have, oh, you, there are no questions about the, you don't, no one questions the great bellow. Thank you, young man. Okay. Well, Agatha's dealt with this before. What if you lived in a world where you didn't, uh, where you didn't not question anything that the parents and the authority, the great bellow told you. What if you came from my world where children are much more foolish? Uh, now you are all smart children who listen to your great bellow. Uh, but where I come from, children are much more foolhardy. If you were a child from where I came from or like Agatha, so foolish. Uh, what if you, like, here's an example of a foolish idea Agatha has, or children from my, so think of you, ones like this. I would propose uh, that when you use those, your parents use those machines to, to help uh, keep the bellows full and to feel good with the spraying in their face, uh, that they would do it on a schedule uh, once a day or twice a day in the morning or the night, uh, and then the rest of the day, they could work uh, making tools. I know it's so, la you're laughing at me of how foolish, and your parents are glaring at me, telling me that it won't work. Uh, uh, who else has an idea that, a fool, you know, that a, someone like me or my children in my world would come up with? Okay, yes, you, yes, 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 you. Oh, what if you were paid in gold or tools or food? Or sprays in the sprays of air in the face. Everybody loves being sprayed in the air with the face. I get it. I get it. It's very, uh, you know, people in my in, once upon a time there was a world where people did that by pressing buttons on their phone, and it gave them a little squirt of uh, dopamine or something. This it seems like it does the same thing. Oh, so what if you were paid? Like, uh, yes. Uh, why wouldn't that work at all? Uh, Oh, the bellows is what we need. Them. Okay, yeah. Well, it seems like you probably, because you were trading the tools, correct? Oh, so you have a great storehouse of things. Oh, that's why. So you traded so many tools that you saved up. Uh, but, you know, that's probably, okay, okay. What if, okay, who, who else has an idea of something like we could do without uh no bells on the houses. Yes, it's very distracting when those bells ring. So hard to sleep or, you know, I was once uh, in a, you know, I was once a pit of lentils and I was in a relationship with a letter. 
Yes, a letter, a piece of paper. Yes, yes, that's who I was. That was my uh, beau, B-E-A-U. And if we were, you know, having tea or something and the bells were ringing, it would be very distracting. And we would say, when we're finished with our tea, we will deal with the cranking and the pumping. So what if we got rid of those bells? Uh, That's a great idea. What, anything else related to the, oh, yes, the the people, the rule, like, uh, more... Nicer rules. I love that. You are. I love your smile, too. Well, here's an idea. What about this idea? Because your children are so wise. Just having the children going around and doing this uh, in between school. Like, if you had a schedule, oh, you don't go to school. Well, why not? Oh, there's no teachers. Why are there any teachers? That's, oh, they're all working on... Oh, the expansion of the bellows. That's what everybody's doing when they're not filling the bellows or concerned with when the bells are going to ring. Oh, okay, it looks like the adults are coming up. Uh, oh, what do you mean we have to go? I, no, I'm Agatha. I'm not uh, Isosceles. We have to stop the show for what reason? Oh, okay, they take it. Goodbye, children. Thank you for coming to the show. Uh, well, we'll leave town. Yes, thank you. Okay, we'll pay. I, I was just being, this is just a fiction, by the way. I'm Isosceles. That was Agatha. It was just fiction. It's, well, oh, yes, thank you. Uh, oh, you've got to go back. Bells are ringing. You better go get those bells unrung. Okay, Triangle, that didn't go good. Your Agatha was great. Your, your Agatha was great, though. Okay, did you think up anything while I was doing my show? Yeah, this seems like it's very ingrained in there. You know, I did use, I did, uh, yeah, I think, I, I think the thing is, like, they need smaller bellows. They keep expanding it because uh, they're associating their thing. But I was looking at some, I, I got into what was left of their library and looked at the geological records and... It looks like it, that uh, they really don't have cause for concern, except in a small area. Uh, so what are you thinking? I mean, I think for the... Uh, here's the thing. I'm thinking uh, two things. They're not the greatest idea, but um, I think they're necessary. Okay, what is it... Uh, well, I think we just cut down on the, we cut the bellows uh, for the most part. They seem like they have like a system, like anyway, that uh, there's interdependent. They're not, they're not, in, like they're interconnected, but they're not interdependent. Uh, because I've been looking through the, the telescope. And, and uh, so we go up there and we cut down. I, I, I did a, uh, I mean, I, I don't have a way to calculate anymore, but I'm just guess. It really guesstimating barely works for me either. Do you think this is all about estimation? No, 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 because uh, that was one of the first things to go was calculating. But anyway, if we just get rid of a, like a, a percentage of the bellows and their uh, their storehouse. Um, like all of their extra, like we 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 don't have to get rid of everything. Um, we're gonna get rid of their supplies. No, I was thinking we could uh, we could ask the goddess or whatever, like to kind of hide that. You know, we need some um, uh, spiritual help or whatever that we're dealing with some sort of other belief system. Yeah, these people are far from believing in math. Uh, Okay, so uh, let's do it. Uh, let, let's let's. Uh, I guess let's go with your plan. It sounds uh, not foolproof, but, but like uh, if if they they need to start trading, because we could reach out to the uh, some of the contacts uh, contacts we have. Exactly. Okay, so let's let's go to bed, and then we'll do that tomorrow. I don't know if I could sleep with all these bells ringing. Yeah, well, we'll just, uh, well, hello, everyone. This is uh, Ada, the narrator. 
just quick brief fill you in. So they went with their plan. A little bit, the plan changed a little bit. They contacted some of uh, Shashat's uh, followers in uh, nearby areas uh, because they weren't able to do everything by themselves, including some people in the town that were undercover uh, followers of Shashat. And they uh, proceeded to uh, uh, reduce the number of giant bags uh, feeding the bellows uh, by not a percentage, but they just started getting rid of those. And they used a simple uh, illusion provided by some of the followers of Sushat. So you could say magic or you could say stagecraft to make it seem like the storehouse of supplies uh, the surplus they had uh, was gone. And then the people reacted very much like they did when the bells wouldn't stop ringing on one house, except almost everybody in town. And they started to uh, uh, attempt to uh, work with uh, Dr. Triangle and Isosceles in a way. Uh, so the, the Dr. Triangle and Isosceles are kind of... Uh, Walking walking very fast uh, outside of town, back towards the bellows. Uh, okay, this plan did not work out. They're coming. It's like every person and child in town. And they do have some tools. So I knew they had uh, tools. Yeah, those tools are for hay. Uh, yeah, well, we, we're not hay. Okay, what do we do now? Okay, I don't... Uh, I, I, okay, I guess the only thing we can do, so these bellows were right by the ones that are deflated, right? Uh, at first I thought we could hide under there, but I don't think that's going to work. It's too many people, and they're, you know, they're not happy with us at all. They're not going to relent. So what I think we should do is guess, since we have no idea if this is math-related or not, we'll guess the wrong math principle, and ideally, those bellows will be the like to, to, to kind of become get sentience. The and then, okay, so we'll take ourselves out of uh, one situation and make it work. We made one situation worse, so by we'll make it better by making it worse. Right, it'll cause a distract. We'll have that. We can. Yeah, it'll it'll. Uh, It'll at least give us a chance, a chance to to make it uh, make everything unworse. Okay, I think I get it. Okay, so let's take. I'm going to take this one. It looks like a keyboard. And why don't you just pick a random charm? Okay, this one's a percentage sign. Okay, I'm going to say cosines and sines is the the elements that are missing from this town. Please restore sine and cosine to this town. Okay, nothing happened. Oh boy, yeah, oh, that uh, that giant uh, former uh, bellow thing is coming. It's growing. Oh, and the people. You, wow, you are swift because uh, the people are standing in awe. Oh, wait, that's a great idea. Oh, great bellow, I see you rising uh, in a strange form. These are your people. They've been, uh, we, we, we brought them here to open their eyes uh, because uh, their obsession with uh, more and more air and the joy of being sprayed in the face and uh, overinflating instead of... Uh, there must be a math principle at work. I, 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 I'm feeling like there is. Oh, great bellow, you're, you seem to be expressing a lot of displeasure with everyone. Uh, for you, what, are, are you uh, not, you're using making it worse to now change the belief system, uh, even though it's not based on reality? I'm improvising. Uh, use displeasure with the people not taking it too far, great bellow. Spirit of the great bellow, rising and growling and spraying. Oh, wow, that's quite a whirlwind you're spraying there. And uh, I don't know if you have enough air. Oh, it's trying to connect to the, the operating bellows. Okay, well, we have it distracted. Um. 
it's going to spray everybody, though. Pretty, That's a pretty intense airflow. Yeah, it's like a air... Yeah, that's uh, worse than those hand blowers. Oh, you, does everyone see, like, uh, that we'll... we'll uh, great bellow. Please let these townspeople return to the town, and we'll deal with you if, if they all promise... Uh, to work out a compromise where they could spend most of their time making tools and then some of their time keeping enough bellows to keep the town operational and a good place for everyone to live. And you can still get sprayed in the face occasionally for joy. Does everyone agree on that, especially anybody that looks like a town leader? Okay, you, oh, everyone return to town. We'll deal with the great bellow. Wow, these people, uh, they bought it. Well, yeah, it aligns with, uh, 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 oh, oh, what are we going to do? Thanks, children, for sticking around. Uh, we're going to give ourselves over to the great bellow, uh, right, because we are the ones that, uh, m- yeah, you're right. We messed it up just like Agatha said. We came from where Agatha's from. You're right, yes. So we'll deal with the great bellow. And you just get back to keeping those tools supplied, and uh, you have work out a, a compromise. Okay, it looks like uh, they've uh, they're all headed back to town, and they seem to be they're actually laughing that we're going to get our just desserts. Okay, now we still have. Okay, oh, it's done. It reinflated itself. Uh, okay, but wait a second. It had uh, has two hoses. And it has one, so if it sprays us with both hoses, it only has one hose going in, and it has two hoses going out. Uh, oh, it heard me, so now, oh, wait a second, but that might be the math principle. What do you mean? Okay, like two inputs to one output. Uh, like if, if every, it was a tw- it was, this whole thing was twisted, right? So everybody in town originally was pumping uh, the bellows uh, in a, in a uh, creative way. So the great bellow was on to something. And then, uh, so everybody, there was two, there was thousands of inputs to one, or thousands of inputs uh, to one output. Okay. Because everyone was filling up the, the airbags, basically. Right. And then that was a, uh, Outputted it to the bellows. So that's kind of more straightforward. And also kind of kept the town. But so at some point they became, it got reversed where they kept expanding the bellows, thinking that was the thing. Like they, 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 they you're seeing these people kind of praised airbags in a demigods type sense, maybe. And then they started doing, uh, I guess like uh, like instead of uh, like they were all doing, they're supposed to be doing two outputs, right? Keeping the bellows filled and making tools, uh, which isn't, you know what I mean? They were unfocused, uh, and, and then their energy was just uh, okay. How is that a math principle? I don't, because it's not fun, because not, okay, it's a stretch, but I think I'm right. So domains and range, right? I don't know. The range of mountains. Okay, so there's domains and ranges, uh, but the, only a function uh, if a domain maps to one output, one range. Uh, a range can uh, go, two domains could go to one range, uh, Two inputs can go to one output. It's like everybody here pumping the bellows. Or everybody here, a majority of people working on the tools. But one input can't go to two outputs uh, successfully. Okay, sounds because we're in trouble. Here comes that uh, giant, great, great bellows coming at us. Okay, I, I got it. I, I look at because even the mule aid is nodding. Okay, let's see. So you hold that one that looks like graph paper. I'm going to hold it. Oh, Sashat, please restore the principles of domain and range and function and outputs and inputs to this town so that they can again supply the area with tools uh, as they once did. And, and please, you know, make it a, a balanced thing for them. 
and maybe the, hopefully we didn't corrupt the belief system. Uh, in all of your wisdom, Sashat, please do so now. Oh, that bag just deflated. A hundred. Oh, now it's floating away in the wind. Yeah, we did it. It's the. I mean, I hope. Uh, maybe they'll write a children's book about us. Uh, I think they'll probably do it about Agatha. They'll remember Agatha. They won't remember us at all, because they probably assume they'll come back and they'll. Oh, they'll assume uh, we got. Uh, we headed to the big farm in the sky. Yeah. So let's. But the good thing is, this deflated bag makes for a great camping material. Oh, you're right. What about the illusion hiding their storehouse? Uh, that'll be slowly uh, restored, but uh, we don't want we we want them to maintain a healthy. Uh, okay, because once they start trading again, right? They'll kind of remember that. Oh, cool. Okay, uh, thanks. Uh, Let's lie down in the wagon. Hey, Ada, we're going to lie down and uh, go to bed. Good night.